WKCR FM New York. This is Jazz Alternatives. My name is Mitch Goldman, and this is a great night. This is a great night. You're in the right place. This is this is a night of great, great magnitude, stellar magnitude, dare I say. As you know, as a regular listener to these airwaves, from time to time on Monday nights, we do this program we call Deep Focus. And we'll have a guest in the studios, and we'll find an exquisitely rare and precious recording nobody's ever heard, and uh, unpack it and find the, the gems that are hidden within. Tonight's one of those nights, and uh, I got to tell you if, you, if you were in Binghamton in 1981, and you're a music lover, the name Weinberger was very familiar to you. Bob Weinberger, very talented saxophonist. And his brother, Roy Weinberger, easily, easily the swingingest drummer in town. And uh, they were making music together and independent of one another. Seemed like every night. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe Binghamton didn't support quite that level of activity, but it certainly seemed like it. And uh, it, was, it was a great period of time to be listening to music. And there were also, uh, from time to time, concerts and town artists would be brought through by the Student Association organization. And um, one such occasion was March 28th, 1981, and it was a, it was a very, very significant date for everybody who was part of the music scene at that time, because our own hometown hero, Roy Weinberger, was playing with the great Jackie Byard and Ed Schiller, who was playing bass with Jackie at the time. And uh, it was a great night of music, and like so many great nights of music... The music it was a big crowd of people who were very enthusiastic about it, and, and it was just one of those fantastic nights of bringing together the right people and the music, and it, it really glowed. And the music disappeared into the air, and when it was over, it was just a memory and a sweet taste left for everybody, and that's all we thought it was. And then, and then, cut to 2012, Roy Weinberger. The drummer says, hey, you know, apparently there's a recording of this. And uh, some research and gathering was done. And tonight is the night that we are bringing together one member of that audience, one member of that band, and you, our listeners here in WKCR, Roy Weinberger's here, and we have, who knew it existed, a recording of this fantastic concert by Jackie Byard in Binghamton, March 28th, 1981, in the social room in the student union. And uh, Roy, you, sir, welcome to WKCR. Thanks, Mitch. It's definitely a pleasure to be here, and uh, I'm looking forward to hearing this concert uh, first time since uh, I recorded it. This, this is, I, I got to tell you, I have, I have great admiration for you in a number of different ways, but it just, you kicked it up again I sent you the CD, and you chose to not listen to it. Well, listening to music is is such a special occasion. When you've recorded it yourself, uh, there'll be plenty of mild guffaws in there. I was really too young to be playing with Jackie in some ways and uh, I was very respectful and very much in awe of him and 
just enjoying it so much, but there were some sound issues at times. Um, as, as you'll hear, I'm sure, on the recording, Jackie did a couple of laps around the, the auditorium during the yes, show he when, he, when yes, he was playing, he playing alto. And he even left the room, as I recall. Oh, that, <laughs> he, he, may have, yeah, he He was He was in the middle of this alto saxophone solo, and he just he came out through the audience. It's a big room. This is a good-sized room. And uh, just split <laughs> into the union, still playing, and yeah. came back in, still playing. And, and strangely enough, especially at that point in my career, I had not yet ex- experienced that type of, <laughs> that type of uh, performance requirement to uh, just be grooving. Um, also, I just met them that day. So uh, Ed Schuler, really, really nice bass player, uh, one of the sons of Gunther Schuler, a great educator, and... And meeting Jackie, and it was it was it was a lot. It was a lot in a day, and uh, it was very exciting. But uh, it was it was stressful, <laughs> and it was interesting. And, and Jackie was just so fantastic. It was just such a wonderful experience from the minute I met him, and to to other times later on that we we got together. Um, so I I wasn't gonna. I thought I could listen to it and and. Uh, but I, the concert before I got here. But I, I thought, how much fun to, to share it with you. We've known each other for quite quite a long time. A and, and um, you know, if the audience is hearing this for the first time, why not why not hear along with them? I mean, some things will bring me back immediately, and some things will be like, oh, that's interesting. It's I do not have this concert committed to memory. I have memories from it, but it's over two hours of music. It was really. He wasn't. Uh, he wasn't afraid to play. He he loved his audience. He he loved his music. And when he was in the in the mood, he just did it. He was in the mood. I, I don't the, think there's any question. He was in the mood. He was that in the night. mood. He was having a wonderful time. What else? I'm curious. Once we start playing the music, your experience of this will you will no longer be able to say that you hadn't listened to it since mm-hmm. that night. So this this is a crucial moment right here before we play the first track, which we're about to do. Usually I start with the first track, so everybody kind of knows what this is that we're talking about. We have not played the first track of this music yet. Um, so if you're just tuning in, you're, you're at the right place at the right time. And um, before we play that first track, before we hear a little bit of this, other you've already given us a couple, but memories, impressions. Oh, um, Jackie Friendly from the get-go. Um, he, uh, I mean, I remember him playing alto. I remember playing piano, and I remember him playing both at the same time, which was yeah. also something I hadn't experienced. I'm not sure if I've experienced it since. Jackie, Jackie Byard, we're talking about, was sort of the everything at once school, wasn't he? He he, he was walking history. He he was a man who was as comfortable playing stride, post pop. He he might be in a certain sense one of the last connections to the original generation of stride players. I mean, he wasn't obviously, you know, a contemporary right. of James P. Johnson or anything, but probably saw James he P. Was, Johnson. Yeah, he was. He was. He was. So, and he, he that was a a totally comfortable, familiar idiom for him. Yeah, he was. It, it he was real deal. Um, his level of musicianship was was just supreme. I mean, the the people that chose him as a sideman, if, if, if you look at his discography, is just awesome. And the variety of, of jazz, the different styles, and 
his bands, when he did things as a leader, the different styles that he encompassed, just really inspiring. He, he was a great educator, a great composer, a great arranger, a great player. And you find the, the heaviest of heavyweights choosing him as a sideman, either on alto or on piano. He was... Ed- Especially piano. I mean, that was really... I don't know. I think of that as... Well, I think I think as a sideman that maybe he, he got chosen more as that, but he, alto was his, you know, was his a lot of times his solo instrument, um, and because of a messed up um, teeth, he used to play, play all kind of on the side of his mouth, right, right. which was which was a pretty bizarre to, to see at first. Um, but what I remember the, of the night, I mean, you know, is was just how giving and how warm, and you know, he just. Loved music so much. He he was one of those people that helped, you know, teach me. You know, feel it, give it. Um, I'm people that are in a hurry to get off the stage. I don't understand. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. How, how much more fun are you going to have than this? <laughs> right. I got, I got bad news for you. <laughs> it's all downhill after this. It's, this is as good as it gets. It's it. I, I have a favorite story of a, a playing a concert in in Miami Beach once where the the concert got canceled because it rained and musicians got paid in full and they were disappointed because they didn't get to play that night and it's like so that's and that's the attitude you know and I don't I don't understand anything less than that there's a great quote that I've heard attributed to Count Basie they don't pay us to play like that we would do for nothing right. it's getting there and dealing with all the stuff so what do you think should we dive in it actually starts with a solo piece as you may recall Okay, I. This was a. We talked a little bit about maybe conceptually a couple of things we might do, but it was no charts, fly by the seat of your pants, and there's no. If I remember right, there was no monitor, and um, Jackie plays pretty densely at times, and Ed was in between us, closer to Jackie, and. I forgot where his amp was, but I had a couple of times, especially as as things built either in tempo or in volume, I I I was just flying blind and hoping to land, <laughs> like find out that it's, when we came back, came out of the fog that we were together. And I'm sure I know there were a couple of times where I didn't, and I felt really bad about that, and still do to this day. Oh. And, um, and well, it is, times, it is a it's a it's a large room. This is like, um, if you could picture sort of like a... Big barn. A barn, really, is wood, what it is. Yeah. Lots of wood, I remember. Uh, floors. High ceiling. High ceiling. So lots of, room, lots of room for sound to spread. And like I said, you'll, we'll get to it at some point. You'll hear Jackie gets really dense at times, really chord clusters and things really happening or the tempo's really flying. And I, I know... I. I, I'm a little spoiled. I, I like a monitor, or I like to be really. I like to be really close, so yeah. I, I can. Yeah, you guys I, were kind of spread out on the stage. And and again, another thing mm. at that at that stage of my life was was new, and and that was kind of like a little bit more of a handicap than that I could deal with. I, I needed to go to the. I'm not a golfer, but they have like a, the tees in the front for. Oh yeah. <laughs> the tees in the back for like for less talented golfers. So I could have used the tee in the front. On, on, oh no, um, you're you're diving in the deep end of the pool here, man. I, I, no I was, and even you know, I'm just thinking, even 
to play with anybody of his magnitude and accomplishment would be fair to say, you know, a, a, a tall order for a young musician. But Jackie in particular, his vocabulary so big and the directions he might go so, I would think, unpredictable, unless you've played with him oh, an oh, yeah. awful lot. He's, um, he, took, he made left left turns and right turns, no signals, all through the show. We we jumped 30, 40 years of, of music history in a quarter note, I mean, without a blink of an eye. And that's cool. that was cool. I, I, I thought that was really exciting and fun. But I, I, was, I was, you know, I was going to be at the edge of my seat no matter what he did. He could have given me a set list in charts, and I still would have been <laughs> sweating through right through my suit or whatever I was wearing and just, you know, just just hanging on for dear life. You know, when I, when I play with somebody of that magnitude, there's the respect factor. And I don't, you know, didn't consider myself on his level. So my 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 major concern was not messing him up. <laughs> like, I right. just don't want to get in the way. I want to make it sound better anytime I can, any way I can. And I want to make it good for the audience. And... Um, it was just spectacular because he he was he was as gracious and as friendly and as 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 you know as if we were old buddies you know he'd, every time he'd see me he'd say Roy hamburger <laughs> <laughs> and that was that was his personal joke and and I could live with that coming from yeah. from Jackie Byard you know yeah um, did you guys even have a rehearsal before that I I've... no we did we just we had just a, a brief sound check that was about it and, wow. you know and then. Backstage, there was like a, a little talk about what we might touch on, and um, I, I think I asked for around midnight. We'll find out. I, I thought we played that at some point, but I, I see on this the set list that was printed out um, from the internet, it, it's not listed. But we'll, we'll see if it appears, because I thought we did around midnight in there, and that was that was my one request. Um, but uh, you ready? Oh yeah. Ready? We're going in. We're going in. Okay, so if you are just joining us, um, this, you are listening to WKCR. I'm Mitch Goldman, and we're doing a program we like to call Deep Focus. And tonight, this is really cool, because we have one of the players who is on the date here in the studio with us. We're in Binghamton, New York, March 28, 1981. Jackie Byard leading the trio on piano. Ed Schuller's playing bass, and our guest, Roy Weinberger playing drums. Roy, you have not heard this since it was live in the room. That's right. We're going in. They're walking out on stage. You're there with them on WKCR. Thank you. 
because this is, and I've seen for a long time, there's a lot of I'd like to introduce Ron, I mean, uh, <laughs> Edwin Schiller. How about giving Edwin Schiller a big
You got your seatbelt buckled? You. Let's let Jackie talk for a sec. Those are the words of a few of the words, a few of the many words from Jackie Byard. You can uh, go to um, the Greyhound station, catch a bus to Binghamton, New York. You'll get off downtown. and um, But I don't know if you can turn that clock back. Maybe that Greyhound station's kind of, there's a little time travel thing that goes on at that place. I think I saw that Twilight Zone. I think you lived that Twilight Zone. <laughs> and set the dial for March 28th, 1981. It's it's a very immediate feeling, isn't it? This uh, this is a great live recording. This is Jackie Byard on piano with Ed Schiller on bass and our guest Roy Weinberger playing drums. This is music you've never heard, and uh, this is this is really a stunning thing. I, I don't know if this has ever been broadcast before, and I don't even know how it's possible that this tape exists <laughs> and it existed for all these years without us knowing about it. But um, this was this great night. Roy was. Invited to play with Jackie Bard. Was this, this? I know this was the first time you guys ever played together. Did you Correct. play again subsequent to this? Um, I jammed with him several times at, uh, at in different venues. He invited me down. I'd come and sit in, and every time was always a, a treat. Usually, um, I think Ralph Hamperian was uh, was on bass. Uh, I also got to. He invited me to a studio once when he was editing and working working on one of his records, and he was just. You know, he was just very inviting and, and very old school in terms of in terms of bringing you know young bloods, young lions, in and up and learning, teaching them and mentoring them. It's fabulous. It comes through. I mean, you know, his that warmth that he has on the stage. You're hearing it. Uh, I mean, it, everything. It all comes through. But uh, along with the musicianship and everything else, that uh, that that open heart, open hand. Come with me. Let's go for a ride. Yeah, he was. He, he was there. He was having fun. He was going to have fun. He was going to make sure everybody else had fun, and he was going to tell jokes and do goofy things. And uh, a friend of mine told me up in Boston, where he did a big band in Boston and in New York, and how he he once saw him just happened to catch him juggling. Because, oh man, you gotta come down. You gotta come juggle. He just, just told me the story yesterday. You're gonna come down. You gotta, man, you gotta jump. I'm gonna end the middle of the concert. Why don't you come to the front of the stage, right next to me, and juggle? You know? <laughs> and he, he was that. He was into showmanship, and and you know, on one side being goofy, and on the other side, just I don't know. I guess he he loved. It just strikes me, at least, we never talked about it. That he really loved the the changeup pitch. I mean, he loved the, you know. He's, he's 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 hammering you. He's hammering you. He's hammering you. He's playing stride piano. He's going into a waltz. He's playing a Broadway show. What? <laughs> you know, it's like, and all seconds apart from each other, because he he had such command of 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 so many styles of music and and so many 
decades of music that he could, you know, he could just reach in himself. And they were all next to each other. He didn't have to have him. Right. It doesn't sound like a contrivance. Right. It wasn't compartmentalized. He just like stream of consciousness. He had so many things to say that he had that vocabulary and it had nothing, he had nothing restricting him from, from jumping from, you know, from a, from a stride piano to, to Stravinsky to, you know, to, to bebop straight ahead to post bebop and, and just back and again even within each of those genres mm. the flow of ideas you know the and the way they build like he just unfolds something and you're like i'm just struck by it wow well, you know what it just just swept up in it and then there's something else that builds on that that's entirely different a whole new texture to it it's uh, it's it's stunning just seeing these things unfold from his mind i, I think it's a it's a rare treat that uh, keyboard players in particular get to get to enjoy because they usually spend so many so many hours alone um doing solo practicing and so the, their their ideas can evolve their their love of the instrument can evolve and their facility and their comfort level just grows through 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 their their development and other instruments as great as they are if we're talking jazz idiom, uh, are backed almost always by a rhythm section. So they can practice all the soloing they want. They can practice their changes. They can do this. But if if a keyboard player under you starts doing different things, or the bass player does this, or the drummer does that, you hope that, that you know, a sax player, trumpet player, whatever the, the musician might be, that they're going to be affected by that and their musicianship is going to come out and it's going to be a wonderful ensemble experience. But Jackie comes, like like many keyboard players, from these like tens of thousands of hours of of study and experimenting and absorbing and you know, now he can spit it back in any way he wants. And when he sits down at a piano, he's as delighted and surprised <laughs> at what's coming out. What, is, what does this instrument say to me? This is a very bright piano, say, or this this room is is kind of echoey, or th- this room feels like this. And what's the vibe tonight? And how do I feel? And 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 who's know, who's on stage with me? And who's, who's in the on, audience? And yeah. So whether he's playing solo or with or with with the with us uh, accompanying him. And I'll, I'll put it that way because that's that was it. Um, when not a band, I was accompanying him, and I he he was there and as surprised and delighted by what was coming out. I even heard it in in the first piece when he was doing the solo pieces, the intro number. He was like he's like whoa he's like you know, like there are a couple a couple of gasps in there. I don't know by his own a couple of his own chords and by the piano and by the room and whatever it was, he was he was surprised, delighted, and it, it was affecting him. And that's what you you'd hope. But it's there's it's funny. There's also a thing uh, as an audience member, you know, it's a, the audience is basically college students, late teens, early twenties. There's a real feeling that he gets these people. He he's He's with it, you know. Well, he, he was he teaching. Might... He was teaching at New England Conservatory, uh, among other, I guess, other things in his life. But that was, that was a part that he would, he would, he was doing that for quite a number of years. And uh, there was also, if I remember, in the, um, a fair amount of 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 townspeople, of locals. So there, there was a nice, right. you know, twenty through fifty year old spread in, in the audience, and every everybody was digging. And it, I noticed with with people on stage you can 
often feel they're they're authentic, they're genuine, yeah. and and yeah, he doesn't. It's not like he's going to walk off the stage and put that away like in a saxophone case and carry it home <laughs> with him. He, that that's you're getting. Right. All Jackie Byard you're, all the time. You're seeing it. What he's giving you is what he's feeling, and, and it's real deal. He's there. He's there for that spot, and um, and he's, he's he's so enjoying it, and you're getting it. So I think that's the, the first thing the audience picked up on. So whether he was telling jokes or whether he was showboating a little bit or where he, whether, wherever he went musically, people went with him. And, and you heard in that last song— he, or the two songs so far, he covers a lot of ground, <laughs> and it, does, it doesn't doesn't back off as the night wears on. Now, Roy, you just now heard this recording for the first time. You were performing there. That's Roy playing drums. Roy Weinberger, you give us uh, what's your sense about it without being. I know there's a, a impulse to be self-deprecating. I'm going to ask you to step past that if you can. <laughs> Um, how unnatural! Um, no, I mean, I was I, I, I was the the little pea in the pod. I mean, I'm sitting there. I just made up that expression. Um, I was I was sitting there with a, a, a nicely established bass player and a world class musician. So Jackie was at the controls. Um, Ed was both physically and musically the intermediary, mm-hmm. um, helping to translate. Uh, and steer a little bit, but um, it was it was about sitting on the edge of my seat, ears as big as I could get them to be, and just you know enjoying and and trying to read minds and realizing very quickly I'm not going to read Jackie's mind, so don't get in the way, have fun, give him what he wants because he wanted me to really participate. He wasn't looking for me to, to be the wallflower. He's, you know, a couple of times I thought I heard him like, more, more, big, big. And I don't know if he, again, I, I, I don't know if he was talking to me, talking to the piano, talking to the audience, talking to Ed, talking to himself. I, I have no idea. I'll never know. Um, it didn't matter. All I knew is he, 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 he brought it on bigs, so... I, I, I got big, not knowing where I was. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to, trying to, you know, dynamically, I'm growing, crescendo. Okay, bigger. Where are we going? I was impressed. The first that we heard that solo piece, and then uh, he introduced you and Ed, and he introduced the song "Searchlight," which I would say it's fair to say is not in everybody's list of top standards. And um, your first, that first ride symbol. Started on hi hat. Started on hi hat. On hi hat. Okay, and but you were you just came right there on the downbeat. You were right there with it. I was gonna. I was finding out with the audience (laughs) how this song went and what he was gonna do with it. And I'm sure that three, four fast jazz waltz in the middle. I (laughs) now I'm gonna go try find a recording of of Uh, searchlight and and find out if. If that's part of the tune, and uh, it always goes like that, man. Like, <laughs> right. know had, yeah. You know, weren't you? yeah. We accelerate about. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> I, I, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. You sound like you're you're hanging with it, man. I, I don't know. I have no idea how you would do that. Now, looking ahead on this set list, does anything, any memories, anything pop out? Anything come to mind in particular? Oh gosh. Well, I like um, the the Ellington. I'm curious when we get to the Ellington. If if uh, I thought we did round midnight, he had asked. He'd, he had um, asked me one song, and I thought I'd asked him for Around Midnight, and 
and then without any warning, it it appeared, and I can't really describe the the feeling, the the warmth, the excitement, the it's such a, a tranquil, beautiful number, and I hope it's on the recording, and I'm just not <laughs> fantasizing this. Um, but I think it was around midnight that I asked for. But either some tune that I asked for, and I think it was around midnight. He did play, and when he broke into it, I, I remember it in my in my memory. So we'll find out if I'm even close. It came out of some really serious chord clusters and some some very heavy chaotic stuff, if I remember correctly. And then all of a sudden, you know, little Passover sequence. The seas parted, and <laughs> just, it just like came through it in in the dry. All of a sudden, it was, oh, and I just very very gingerly joined on some brushes and stirred some soup and and said I'm okay that that's helping I'm not getting in the way yes and I just man this is this is a treat if you are just joining us we are listening to this spectacular recording of Jackie Byard which you've never heard and Jackie was uh well recorded made a lot of not enough recordings probably but a good number of them and here's one more. I will guarantee you, you won't find this recording in any discography anywhere. I, there, I'm sure there are very few, even great students of Jackie Byard that have any idea that this recording exists, but you are hearing it tonight. It was recorded in Binghamton, New York, 31 years ago last week or so, March 28th, 1981. Ed Schiller's playing bass, and Roy Weinberger's playing drums, and he's here in the studio with us tonight. This is a, this is a great great deep focus program because uh, and you Roy part of the reason that I'm excited having you here is when I think of deep focus when I think about the capacity to use the oral sense to capture and pull in everything possible that is a quality I think of you as having and I think of I associate that with with high level musicianship I know a lot of great musicians and you really have that thing, and you're demonstrating that by being able to recall something that happened more than half a lifetime ago. It's it's uh, it's a gift, and it's is that something that comes with practice? Is that something that one is born with? That, that ability to to take things in, I, sound, and and have a place to put it. And, I think it's different for everybody. I I wouldn't put this concert in a large pile in my history. This is in a very small pile of very, very special concerts and events um, that uh, that I was uh, lucky enough to be a part of. And so it, it, it was, a, it was a, I was young and this was world-shaking and would be today if Jackie was around to play with him. And so obviously sensitivity was heightened and memories were, were buried. Luckily, with some of the adrenaline, it, it, it stayed. I think it's, some things were just seared into my, into my head. The, the ability to listen for me was, was consciously developed. And I'm sure for some people it's, it, it's it's second nature uh, for me and, and for many people I've known the, the ability to to listen on a much deeper level 
took practice it's because it's a focus thing it's a concentration and it also means understanding because it's you're not just listening but you're trying to understand what's going on so i'm not just you know now i hear ed play bass much better even than i did then both because i've developed my ability to hear lower frequencies through the years i've really focused on that and also I, I understand better his lines, so I understand what he's doing and why he's doing it. So when I say he was helping helping steer and he was intermediary, it's it's clearer now than it was even to me then. I knew he was doing it then, but I just didn't always know what he was doing. Um, where it would take me a bar or two bars to get it, where now it's, you know, two quarter notes like, oh, he's got it. <laughs> so it's, um, that's, that's, I think, life's lesson and and some people learn that lesson faster, and, and some of us are slow learners, and we just have to deal with it. Well, we got a great night of music. We're in Binghamton, New York. It's March 28, 1981. Jackie Byard leading Ed Schiller and our guest Roy Weinberger. Uh, I'm going to hand things back to Jackie on WKCR.
Why, you ask, why did the saxophone get all quiet all of a sudden? Why, why did uh, why did it disappear altogether? And then why did it start again? And then why did the crowd get all happy when that happened? Okay, <laughs> let's, uh, if you're just tuning in, this is WKCR-FM New York. I'm Mitch Goldman. Jazz Alternatives comes to you each weeknight from 6 to 9 p.m. And sometimes on Mondays... We do a thing we call Deep Focus, and that is where you are right now. We are, uh, what we do on this show is we get a musician in as a guest, and we present a recording, a live recording, hopefully some a rare recording that's not well known, that has special meaning for that musician. And boy, oh boy... You really couldn't do a better description of this show tonight than that because we're listening to Jackie Byard playing in Binghamton, New York, March 28, 1981, with Ed Schiller on bass, and our guest, Roy Weinberger, was the drummer that night on the bandstand. And uh, so, in the room, what just happened? Jackie went for a walk. <laughs> Go on. Jackie was, uh, as we're trading fours, I, I don't remember how he exactly got off the stage, but... He just left the stage <laughs> while we're trading fours, continued trading fours as he walked. So now he's doing the saxophone solo. He's playing alto. Or he's, or, yeah, he's. And I think it was, was it, maybe he started on the, on the solo. I mean, yeah. But he, and he just, just split. So he left it just to, so there's a, there's a big room. As I said, I, I want to say there were probably three, four hundred people in the room that night. Yeah, sure. And um, he uh, walked down into the audience. Yeah, I think he did uh, the outside aisle. So I think he walked along the outside, still playing, trading fours. Right and through, then, through the audience or through alongside the audience. Until, until he to left. the back of the room. Until he left the room. Walked right out of the room. Really, right sure, out of the room into. Entertaining people in, in, the, in the hallway, in the lounge, and out there. And, um, Which the crowd loved. And then he was just, God, where'd he go? What, what, what's going on? Right, not your usual, and I have to say I'm happy that we we kept in time and <laughs> he came, walked right back in in time. Came and in a different door, came in the other side of the room, different door, still playing, still soloing, and that's where you heard that big round of applause in the middle and came back up on stage. Yeah, I was happy to have him back. <laughs> I liked him a little better within within 100 feet or something or 200 feet. And then there was a guy playing the saxophone solo and some guy playing this piano accompanying him who were those two guys excuse me the two guys the saxophonist and the pianist playing together oh jackie 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 was those two guys jackie jackie was those two guys and more (laughs) on any bandstand he touched he was he was he was as as, you know like i said because of his deep history he just carried so many people in his pocket that just came out that he just you know, channeled. Mm. He's channeling. He's channeling. This this is, man, this is great. This is such a treat. It's, uh, you know, makes me wish every Jackie Bard performance had been recorded like this one. It's just, this is, this is how the music ought to be. It's, I mean, it's the answer to what I love about this music, of really enjoying it and, and having something to say. And there were people in that audience who'd, 
never sat and listened to live music, never had the opportunity before, and they got it. There were hardcore, dedicated fans of the music. They got a treat. Everybody really got taken along on this ride. It's this is this is great. It's great, very satisfying. So uh, back in, should we dive back in? Any other anything else you want to jump no, I, in with? I. Uh... I've, I'm looking forward to hearing hearing more of that concert. Me too. It's uh, Jackie Byard, March 28th, 1981, in the social room in the student union at State University of New York at Binghamton on WKCR. Wow.
April 9th, 2012 was the date. Roy Weinberger, my guest in the studio for this deep focus on the topic of Jackie Byard. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. And wow, what a treat. Roy, well, it was a treat for Roy back in 1981, getting to play with an artist on the creative level of Jackie Byard. And what a treat for us to be able to hear Roy conveying so majestically his experience in that context. All right, this is part one of three. There's two more parts coming up. If you are hearing my voice, you made it all the way through this whole show. You know what we're all about. And you like it. Tell some people. Let some folks know. Tell them they can find us on their favorite podcasting app or at our hosting site is mitchgoldman.podbean.com. And send them over there. And uh, it's like giving them a birthday present and Christmas and everything all rolled into one. Wow, you're generous and thoughtful. See you over at part two.